morning. And with friend day coming up next Sunday, uh, as I was praying and thinking about what the Lord would have me share this week, uh, today we're going to talk about friendships. And I can honestly say in my 20, almost 20 years of being involved in ministry, I don't think I've ever preached a sermon on friendships. And now I may have referenced friendships in the Bible, but I've never preached a sermon on friendships. So we'll see how that goes. Amen. The title of today's message is Friendships Are Essential. Okay? Friendships are essential. And we're going to see that some in the Bible today. And I want to go ahead and put this statement out here right now. That you cannot live at your full capacity without strong and enduring friendships. Okay? I'm going to say that again. You and me, we cannot live at our full capacity without strong and enduring friendships. And... Um, you know, there's, this, there's statistics out there that say most people haven't met or made a new friend in the last five years, okay? And sometimes we are a little confused about the difference between uh, even family and friends, acquaintances, acquaintances, and, uh, you know, we have a relationships with everyone, with a lot of people, you know? We have some acquaintances, and everybody you have a relationship with doesn't mean they're necessarily your friend, okay? I want you to ask yourself this question. So let's start thinking about who are my friends, because I've probably got some, you know, some young people in here maybe be thinking, well, I've got 600 friends on Facebook, so I'm covered, right? Guess what? Most of those people, probably 99% of those people are not really your friends. Do they know you? Do they like you? Sure, probably. Do they, are they interested in what you're doing? Maybe. Are they, you know, if you called them, would they be friendly? Sure. But let me, let's start narrowing this down a little bit. Let's figure out who really is my friend. And uh, all right, here's a question I ask myself. If you were stranded on the side of the road on a night like last night, anybody out on the road last night a little bit? Did you see the wind blowing and it was a little chilly? If you were stranded on the road last night, you know, at 1 o'clock in the morning and you're, you know, uh, you needed assistance. I mean, you needed, you ran out of gas, right? You're going to be too embarrassed to call your wife or you don't want your wife getting out there bringing you gas at 1 in the morning, right? Because she's probably going to, that situation is going to get worse than the, that you being out of gas. So... What, what, what are you going to do? You're going to say, who am I going to call? You can't call the Ghostbusters. You're going to have to call a friend, right? And, I, you know, used to it was dad. I was going to call my dad. But now, I mean, my dad's, you know, dad's barely moving around the house. I mean, that's not available anymore. You know, family's not always who you can depend on, and especially as, you know, our families age and, you know, as brothers and sisters. I have brothers and sisters who are at least two, over two hours away. Right? So if it's 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, I run out of gas, who am I going to call? 
Who is it that I can really depend on? Okay, can you think of three people that you know you would call? All right, it's hard to think of three people for me. Raise your hand if you think you feel fully confident that three people are going to come help in that situation. That you just, without a doubt, you could say, I've got three people that's going to be there immediately. That's not your family. <laughs> a lot, yeah, okay. All right. So let's take it a little bit further. If you had a major setback, you had a major setback, you lost your job, you're facing divorce. You need somebody to talk to, right? And somebody who's not been in the middle of it all, right? Who hadn't been contaminated by the situation. Who is that man, who is that lady that you would call and you would pour your heart out and say, I don't have to worry. Uh, it's bad enough I'm going through this situation, but at least I've got this friend that I can lean on. I can rely on, okay? Now, I know some of you are already thinking, well, I got Jesus as my friend. I don't even need to hear this. I can pray, and he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yes, a lot of that is true. But God is the one who uh, said it was not good for man to be alone. And that's not just talking about your spouse. You know, that just happened to be the first human God created. And uh, I like someone, like what, Someone said the other day, you know, uh, the, reason, the reason why, how did it go? The reason why God created man first is he needed a rough, you always create a rough draft before you create the final product, right? So we were kind of the rough draft, and the women was, the woman was the, the masterpiece. At least the fellas could say amen. Um, so anyways... We're talking, if you had that major setback, who would you call? We all need someone. And let me think about it. Some of you are thinking, well, I've got everybody in here is my friend. Listen, yes, everybody in here I consider my church family, okay? Love you guys. I know you guys love me for the most part through all my ways. But let's think about this a little bit. If I look over the span of my life, I think I've been a part of maybe seven churches, you know, from being in college, you know, I moved away and worked at a couple colleges as a child, went to the tabernacle, went to Canaan. You know, I'm going to press y'all even more. Watch this. Last time y'all heard me preach was 2007. I preached the message about the car lot. Am I right? Y'all remember that? Because you work in the car business. Last time he heard me preach, I think I preached the car lot message in 2007. Uh, they're shaking their head. That's pretty good. That's Brenda Randy light right there. But um, but anyways, I don't know how I just remembered that. I think, uh, anyways, I think Major had mentioned you said something about the message, and that's how it rang a bell. But anyways, um, so I, I bring up the church situation because of this. I've been a part of seven different churches. This is, a, this is sad. I don't think I have one friend from the seven churches that, I mean, I, none of them people would be on that list of people that I could call, right? And I think about it, and it's, that's kind of sad in, to me in a way. Now, when I was there, was I talking to everybody just like I talked to y'all? Yeah. Well, I wasn't hiding anywhere. I wasn't hiding in the back. I wasn't, you know, but those opportunities, all those opportunities to get closer 
hey, why don't you come over? Or why don't we go run sometime? Or why don't we go play some basketball? Or why don't we go fishing? Or why don't we go, hey, you know, or how are you really doing? Kind of questions. And, and you know, as a young person, you know, I, I look back, and even at Solid Rock, there were some opportunities, uh, I think back, that, you know, people try to initialize friendships with us and, and with me. And, you know what, I think, and I, in some ways, I thought I was being a friend. But now I look, you know, here I am 39 years old and seven churches, and I don't, you know, ask yourself, if you left New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, how many people in here would you still remain in contact with on a weekly to monthly basis, okay? Now, I know you might call if someone passes away, you might go say, I need to go show some respect. That's different. We're, not, we're talking about another level of relationships. We're talking about friendships. Amen? So, can y'all kind of agree with a little bit about what I'm saying with the church thing? That we, Sometimes we can, we can confuse church family with true, lasting friendships and relationships. Now, they're good. Church family supports you and stuff, but we need even more than that. You need and I need, we need men, we need ladies, the ladies, you know. You need these people in your life to help you. You're going to limit the joy. You're going to limit the growth that you can have as a person. You're going to limit your capacity to serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength if you go and are not real intentional about your friendships. I'm going to tell you right now. That's where I am. I, I feel like I have a few friends, but luckily people were better at making friends with me than I was at making friends with them. They forced them, their friendship on me in some ways. You know what I mean? They were always there. They were always supportive. They were always giving. But if it would have been up to me, I probably wouldn't have them as a friend. You know what I mean? And some of our men are like that. You know, especially some of our older men, you know, you say, well, I got, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Some of you say, well, I, my wife's my best friend. My husband is my best friend. I hope they are. I hope they are. Amen. And that's, that's a prize. That is. But if your friendships don't go outside of your house, there's things that happen in that house that you need a friend to help you through. There's things that men go through on a weekly basis. I promise you, you need somebody that you can truly be accountable to and say, man, I'm, I'm struggling. I, I, I feel like I'm letting my family down. Or I feel some of the ladies, I just don't know if I can do all this in the house. I don't know if I can feed the kids, tend to my husband, do all the things. I just feel like I'm just ready to give up. You, that's when you need someone who's not going to judge you who's not going to, or you're going through something, you're doing something that's not right, you need that friend that's, yeah, they're going to put you straight, they're going to tell you you're not doing right, but you need that person who's going to get past that part and say, hey man, let's talk about this, let's pray, let's, let's get with God about this, okay? So, what did I say? I said that you cannot live at your full capacity as a Christian without having strong and enduring friendships. So let's move on. I said all that, that was a long introduction, but I think it was necessary for you to see now, you don't quite 
we don't quite have as many friends as we think, do we? We don't, we're not really as good at making friends as we think. And some of it is our own, you know, it's our personalities. Or it might be because, and this is something that they recommend you start doing, you know, in your 20s, 30s, 40s. It's never too late to make a friend. But if you, you know, if you don't start doing that, you're going to find yourself 60, 70. What happens when your wife or spouse passes? What happens when, you know, or, or something like that happens? You know, uh, everybody don't have children. They're, they're, it's very important. Where would David have been? If you study the Bible, where would he have been without that friendship? When he was, you know, being sought after by, by Saul and trying to be killed, and he didn't have anyone to talk to? Where, who could he go to? He, who could he go to? You know, he, and everybody's probably thinking, well, he could have went to the Lord. You know what, sometimes when you're living in sin or you got something going on, sometimes it's hard to get. Sometimes you don't feel that connection. You feel alone. You know, you've got somebody, you need somebody to tell you to get right with the Lord before you can even have that relationship, that fellowship, rather, with the Lord. And saw something on the computer this week, talked about sunflowers. Have y'all seen that? You know what sunflowers do when they cannot see the sun? Does anybody know? What do they do? They, when they can't face the sun, they face each other. When sunflowers can't face the sun, they face each other. Sometimes when, you know, in Job, there's a passage in Job. I, I wish I, I wrote it down. Uh, and I'm just letting this message go. I don't know how this message is going to preach, but I, I know it's necessary. I got so much information, there's no way we're going to get to all this. But there's a passage in Job that says, you know, someone who is uh, disbelieving or even in doubt about their relationship with God, they still deserve a loyal friend. It's in the book of Job. Even someone who's doubting their their confidence in God. The Bible says they still deserve and need a loyal friend. You know, even when you're trying to lead God, God says that friend should stay with you. You need somebody. God, that's how important God says a friend is. You know, if I was God, I'd say, if he don't want anything to do with me, when I'm going to tell everybody not to have anything to do with him. It's not how God thinks about friendships. He knows how important it is even if this person is going to try to doubt me, this friend has a responsibility to be loyal, to be there, to encourage, to, you know, to help them through this. And we'll, we'll find that passage in a minute if you're interested to read it. Okay, so let's look at this a little bit more. Um, I got it. Okay. So... Some more reasons why you need to develop your friendships. Here's five reasons that I think you should think about uh, developing more friendships if you want to write this down. And uh, the first one is for spiritual growth, okay, for spiritual growth. The Bible is big that you cannot do life on your own. That if we're going to really experience true Christian growth, that we need others let me read this passage found in Romans 1.12. It says, 
That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you, both mutual faith, both of you and me. That we can be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. So we need friendships for spiritual growth. Number two, we'll go through these kind of quickly. For emotional support. Okay? For emotional support. Um, you know, you have people in your life, some people, and one pastor worded it this way. I like how he worded it. You have your VIPs, very inspirational people. You know those people? And then you have those people who are like what you would call a VDP. They're very draining people. You know, they're always on the negative side. You know, if I'm going to have true emotional support, I'm, I'm going to have to develop these relationships, these friendships. I'm going to read that passage found in uh, Galatians. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 reads this way. It says, Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Listen, there are over 58 commands in the New Testament that have to do with, one, with the words one another. Be kind to one another. Forgiving one another. Right? All those one another's. Well, I'm just going to challenge you. If, as you read those, a lot of those are hard to do without having true and lasting friendships. It's hard to be obedient to God's command. These one another's that are found throughout the New Testament without developing these strong and enduring friendships. Amen. Um, not only for emotional support, but for better health. James chapter 5, verse 16. Reads this way, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yes. You know, are we supposed to confess our faults to God? Sure. But this talks about confessing your faults one to another. And there's a difference between being forgiven and being healed. And part of this passage is going to say, you know, confess your faults one to another that ye may be healed. God can forgive you. And yes, he, he's involved in the healing process. But when we... You know, when we talk to each other, we have that person that we can, we can confide in. I can say, man, I, I'm just, I need to stop this. This is a bad habit. You know, or my, my language, I need to watch my language. My testimony is in question in this area. You know, I can confess that to my friend, and they're going to not just, it's not just going to be a confession, but the words that come out of their mouth, hopefully if they're that true Christian friend, they're going to they're gonna offer some advice. They're going to offer some counsel that is going to help me heal and get through that. Okay? Because let's be honest, a lot of us, we, we keep that stuff to ourselves. You know, we, we hide those things that we think are going to repel people. Oh, if, every, if people knew what I was really thinking or if people knew what come out of my mouth throughout the week or people knew some of the thoughts that I had, they wouldn't want to be my friend. That's not true. 
That's, that's the devil line. If you have friends that aren't truly accepting of who you are, that doesn't mean they approve of everything you do, but they're accepting of you. They love you. Then they're going to they're gonna help you through this. So that you might be healed. Number four is for social enjoyment. Simple thing. Um, you know, we mentioned the passage in Genesis that God says it is not good for man to be alone. You know, not only do we need that spouse that, can, that will help us, but we need friendships. We need relationships. You can have all the money in the world. You can have, you know, your retirement set up nicely. You can have a boat. You can have that nice truck. You can win the lotto, hopefully you're not playing. But all these things could happen to you. And studies say that if you don't have friends, your life is still going to stink. Friends make that big a difference in our life. All our joys are going to be doubled and our sorrows cut in half. Amen. You know, I started to think, you know, there's only so many raises, so many promotions, so many weddings, so many childbirths and things that you celebrate as a family. And you know what happens? Listen, the TV is lying to you all week long. It's, the, it's not the good news, it's the bad news. I don't care what. The people respond. I hate drama, but I sure like to watch it on, on the news. Right? We like to hear this stuff. Really, somebody got robbed? Wow. You know? I mean, there's 320 million, 28 million people in America. I'm pretty sure somebody's going to get robbed. Amen. I mean, used to, they didn't have world news going on all the time, and you knew every city that had a, you know, now we're bombarded with all this, and we're being lied to all the time about stuff, how negative the world is, how you can't trust nobody, and, you know, it starts to weigh in on us, and we don't even want to make friends by the time it's over. And so, why did I say that? I say that because if you don't, Build these relationships and build these true friendships. You're going to be limited to only celebrating the things that happen in your, your family. The joys, which are, are nice and they're good. But man, if you really build these friendships that, that, that God talks about, then, you know, even though you're not having the best week, your best friend or one of your friends may just got had a baby. Or they might just had a, uh, you know, or just got married, or just got a promotion, or start celebrating your friends, right? Start celebrating your friends. You should have friends that want to celebrate the things that you accomplish. Maybe it is that you have the wrong kind of friends. I've written some of this down. Here are some behaviors, if you want to make a side note in your notes this morning, here are some behaviors that will destroy a friendship. Selfishness. All relationships wander when selfishness is involved. Do you have selfish friends? Do you have a, are you a manipulator? Or do you know, have people in your life that they show up when they need something? Hey, let me borrow your tractor. Or hey, can I, can I, uh, you know, uh, borrow your fishing poles? Or can I, um, you know, I need, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to relate to the ladies as well. I'm trying to think, can I borrow your, uh, I don't want to go in the kitchen because then y'all are going to think I'm, 
you know. But anyways, uh, so yes, do you have lady friends that only show up for, you know, whatever you're doing? <laughs> I, I, I got nothing, Justin, I got nothing. Uh, where was I at? I lost myself on that thought. Um, oh yeah, we're talking about how we're not going to be able to celebrate life. Oh yeah, friends, if they're selfish, if they're manipulative, if they're jealousy. You know, the Lord's kind of cleared something. Sometimes I get confused about jealousy and covetousness. You ever get confused about those a little bit? You know, jealousy is oftentimes you are jealous with the things that you do have. Right? A jealous friend is one that is jealous oftentimes, or, you know, we're jealous of the things that we do have. Whereas covetousness is oftentimes jealousy and desire to have something that we don't have. Amen? It's something that we don't have. Um, so, behaviors that would destroy friendships, and you need to think about this as you're making friends. Hey, look, this is serious. Now, I know. I, I'm a friend to everybody in the church on some level, okay? I'm your friend. I'm there for you, okay? But when we're talking about these three, oftentimes these are probably three to five people we're trying to, we're talking about right now that you need in your life that most of you probably don't have. I don't even, my tent's a little weak. I've got some pegs that, you know, I need some more. I need, I'm, I need to make stronger friendships. You know, the Lord has convicted me through this sermon really look at my life and realizing that I don't have as strong a relationships as I need. I don't have people looking into my life as deeply as they should. I don't allow people access to every to enough information. I don't give them enough time. I've got a problem. And I, if I know if i got a problem, I know that some of y'all do as well. Amen? This is important. We're talking about, man, listen, these people can make, are going to make or break you. They can make or break you. You know, I mean, we can't take applications and we can't do background, you know. But, man, you need to take it that seriously. Having the wrong employee, you can fire them. You know, having the wrong, but you get the wrong people in your life, it's going to affect you. Having these, these three to five people that are really helping you you know, they're active, they care about you. You know, someone, Charles Stanley, I, I said something about friendships. He said, you know, a friend is the person who walks in the room when the world walks out. Who is that person? Who are those people that walk in the room, that are willing to walk in that room when the world walks out? Something bad's happened. You've been accused of something. Or something's went down. Who are those people that you can count on. Man, th this is serious. This is serious. You know, another thing that could really mess up a friendship is, you know, being friends with someone who has an explosive temper and they're always on edge. They're always, oh, always on edge. Um, they're, uh, this, other things that will break a friendship is disloyalty. Amen? Disloyalty and dishonesty. Um, it can take and listen this doesn't happen overnight I, you can't just leave this message today and call three people and say listen I was convicted today you're my new best friend you know 
um, and, you know, start stalking them on Facebook or something, right? Start liking everything they put out there and, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. Or, you know, but this is real work. But you're not going to do it if you don't, I made it, you know, I think I'm all right. You know, I've got my family, i got my sons, i got my, I got enough people care about me. I'm telling you that we are not living at our full capacity without having these strong, enduring friendships. People that will challenge you further than you're willing to go. People who will speak into your life and see, they'll see things that, you know, uh, even your wife or son, they're not going, you know, they're just not going to tell you some things. Uh, but this trust can be, well, I'm talking, this is something that could take years. It takes years oftentimes to build this trust. You know, and that relationship deepens. And, you know, uh, you know sometimes it's, uh, one preacher said, you know, sometimes you know the difference between a friend and an acquaintance or a re- someone that you just, you might just shake, shake hands with them. Sometimes, you know, a friendship is something sacred. You might even want to hug your friends. You know, it's a sacred, it's a sacred thing, that relationship that you have with your friends. You know, and sometimes us as men, we, you know, I go back to this question. If you, I mentioned, if you quit church at New Rocky Creek, how many of these people are you still going to be in contact with? If you, that's going to hit somebody probably, I don't know who, but if you stop hunting, Right? You stop hunting on Saturday morning. You, uh, we're buddies. We, we, we go to the hunting camp every weekend, and we're buddies. You stop hunting and see for a year or two and see if those people are still calling you. You stop playing ball or you stop, you know, hobbies bring people together. Yes, church brings people together. Yes. Does it help? Does it facilitate the opportunity to build these friendships? Yes, it's awesome. That's part of why God brings us together. Not just so we can all stand side by side and just, you know, look at the words and and try to encourage one another. No, God has brought us together because he knows we need each other. And not just on a level one basis. You know what I mean? We need to start thinking about deepening our relationships with other Christians in our life. Do they have to be at New Rocky Creek? No, they don't. Most likely they may not be. But do you have them? Are you willing to put the work in to say, I think, I, I, now that Josh is saying it, I think I am a little weak. You know, my tent is a little weak. I'm missing some pegs. There's some open, there's, you know, you start missing enough of those pegs, the tent's going to collapse. We need those people in our life. I think young people are good at that. They, they understand that more. But some of our older people in our generations, a lot of our friends have passed on to go to, the Lord, go to be with the Lord, right? Y'all might, some of us may know more people in heaven than you know on earth. But listen, start, start thinking about making new friendships. All right, I'm going to finish this. Um, another... Um, We talked about spiritual growth. It's important. Emotional support, better health, social enjoyment, and also to reach your goals. 
Ephesians 4, 9. I'm going to read it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9 says, now, he, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended uh, first into the lower parts of the earth? I don't think that has anything to do with reaching your goals. I may have written that down wrong. Just uh, I'm not going to try to not going to try to use my theological degree to figure out how to bring that together, which I was tempted to, but I don't see it there. Maybe I, maybe it is. I think that might have been Ecclesiastes actually, but we're not going. We're going to go with it. Is that if we're going to be better, if we're going to be our best. We're going to have to have those people in our life. You are not going to be your best without having those people in our life. So write those five down. Um, there might have been one more. Uh, no, that's it. All right, so let's move on. There's also, I'm going to park here in Matthew for a second, Matthew chapter 7. And most of y'all know the golden rule. And this will help you. We've talked about why we... Um, why we need friends, but let's be honest, some of us just aren't good at it. We need some reminders. I know you know some of this stuff, but you need to be reminded, you know? Uh, sometimes we saw things as a child, and many of you dads, I thought about my dad growing up. He didn't have many friends. I mean, he just, you know, he was always about his family, and I thought, and I praised him for that, you know? I thought, man, he he don't, he don't have time for nobody else. He, he's always working, and, and he just has time for his family. Now, he just didn't value really reaching out to some of his old buddies. But now I think he would say he regrets that, you know? And some people are just too busy to have friends. If you're too busy for what we're talking about today, you're too busy. If you're too busy to find someone, some, find some people that you can confide in, that you can, that can encourage you in your faith, and that can help you along life's journey, then you're too busy. You're too busy. I'm too busy. We've got to, you've got to discipline. This is going to take some discipline. This is going to take some work. You're going to have to make some calls that, you know, you're going to feel, it's different. For me, it's different. I, sometimes I don't like bug people. You know, I, I, my dad modeled that for me a little bit. You know, it's all about your family, and you just focus on your family, and whatever's left, I guess you'll, you know. No. You, you got to get, get out there a little bit more. Get out of that way of thinking. Um, so the golden rule, many of us know that. Therefore, uh, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. You know, let me tell you what Jesus just did for you. He just told you how you can make a lot of friends. He, he simplified it for you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, when you walk into a room, and, uh, you know, if, if you want to make friends, one of the best things you can do is to show interest and others. Guess what? When, most of the time when we go somewhere, we don't, we, we don't know these people, we start thinking, man, what are people thinking about my shirt this morning, my hair, some of the ladies, there we go, I'm plugging the ladies. 
they're worried about, oh, she's, you know, she's going to be thinking about how I look. Or, You know what? Most people, they're not thinking about you. They're not interested in you. They're not worried about what you look like. They're not thinking about you. You know what they're thinking about? Same thing. I wonder what they're thinking about me. I wonder, you know, they're going through that same thing. So if you want to break through all that and get people's attention, people are interested in themselves. And if I walk down here and I start talking, hey, man, I like that shirt. And, you know, I like uh, and smiling and, and, and generally interested in people, not trying to manipulate nobody, but just really taking interest in people. Jesus was the friend of sinners. He had what they needed. But you know what? They weren't just going to run to Jesus. Jesus had to show interest in them. I'm sure he was asking questions. You know, we uh, kind of like the lady at the well. Remember, he started asking, you know, hey, what about this? And that's what it takes. It takes showing, you start showing interest in people, you'll be, in a few months, you'll have more friends, than you, or at least the process will start. Like, oh my goodness. You know, I did it just a couple weeks ago. Someone come, I was out at mom's house, and uh, a guy came over there, and he's going to come next week. And I don't know, you know, what kind of friend this guy might be. But, uh, you know, I, I, this friend, they encouraged me to reach out to him, Katie. You know, he, he was a young Christian. He, he's going to a church. He says it's real big, and he's just not sure. And the Lord told me, I think this guy could have some kind of calling on his life. And I just felt like he could benefit from meeting Pastor Randy. I know it's helped me, and it help, helps a lot of people. You know, a lot of these church, big churches as a ministry, you can fall through the cracks and nobody will ever see your gift. So it's a bad place to be, you know. If, if you're really thinking about ministry, sometimes you can, you know, people might not see that. So anyways, I, it encouraged me to say, you know what, we're having friend day. Why don't you come? And man, he was so open to it. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to say, you know what, I don't know where that might go, but I might just, you know, uh, see, you know, encourage him. I mean, it's, you know, it starts off like that and just see, who knows, that might be a lasting friend. But if I would have never took it past, I could have just encouraged him a little bit and said, all right, man, it was good talking with you. Awesome that we share our faith and share love for the Lord. Never see that person again. Well, you know, I could be missing an opportunity. And I'm bad about it. I'm willing to, I'm willing to let a lot of people go. I'll admit it. But what I'm trying to tell you is that's dangerous. We got, we got to start trying to reel some more people back in. You know, uh, some of these men, some of these Christian men that have, are trying to get your attention or, or show some interest in your life or are always encouraging you and always, you know, uh, there, man. Reach out to them and say, hey, man, let's, let's get past all this. You know, it's, and men are, I've been talking about the men, I feel like, too much. So I guess because I'm a man, but. Oh, uh, we have a, y'all ladies do better at this than we do. Maybe, you know, y'all do a little better at this, I think. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's just kind of awkward sometimes for men to, to, you know, get, have a more intimate relationship. All right? I don't even like saying that word, you know, <laughs> talking about it. But it's true. You got to have an intimate relationship with another man emotionally, uh, spiritually, uh, <laughs> You got to spend time with that man. You don't have to call that. I mean, that's hard for us to do sometimes unless we need something because we just think that's how men are, but that's not right. You know, David had a deep 
friendship, relationship with, with, with Jonathan. It wasn't, it wasn't just how you doing, let me borrow your shepherd's rod. No, it was, it was deep. And we got to get past that as men. And ladies, you know, maybe, I know y'all have a lot of trust issues with a lot of other ladies. And a lot of jealousy can creep in with that. A lot of, I don't know, this person might be a gossiper. And that's another thing that can break a, a friendship is you can't be friends with a gossip. You know, that's another thing. So this is important. Um, so the golden rule, Jesus gave it to you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And all, no, that's not it. It is um, Matthew 7, verse 12. Therefore all things, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. So let's write these down. Here are some helps. First off, you've got to invest the time. Write that down. Invest the time. This is a time commitment. Proverbs 18, 24 says, He who wants friends must... Somebody know? Show himself friendly. He who wants friends must show himself friendly. That's basically what the golden rule is. You know, quit trying. Don't stop waiting on friends and start making friends. Right? Start the process. Showing that genuine interested, that you're genuinely interested in others. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 4, I think I know this one, but I want to read it. It says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. That's not just, you know, that, that was a recommendation by, I think, uh, what was the guy who wrote the, the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People? Yeah, I think he mentioned that, to show interest in others. Norman Car Carnegie or whatever his name was. That's one of the best books on developing friendships and meeting people, Okay. But Jesus already said that. Don't only look at your own affairs, but also the affairs and interests of others. As a man, as a lady, it can't just all be all about you, yourself, and your children. You're going to have to reach out. You're going to have to make some time. That might mean that husbands, you might have to take on the kids one night. Or, you know, you need an opportunity for that, for that lady. Or, you know, these men need the opportunity. And it don't necessarily mean you've got to go somewhere all the time. But you need, we need that opportunity. First off, we've got to invest the time. If you're going to make a friend, listen, you can't be a friend in spirit. <laughs> you know, you can't call your friends and say, uh, I know I missed the birthday party, but I was there in spirit. I know I miss your son's graduation. I, I was there. I've been thinking about you all day today. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I saw we all bought a house, and man, I know it's been three years, but I'm coming to see it. I, I'm excited to see it. Listen, if you're not investing the time, if you're not there in spirit, if you're there in spirit, you're not there at all. Amen. You've got to invest the time. Look not only at your own interest, but at the interest of others. Two, you've got to earn their trust. Proverbs 20, verse 6. Says this. 
Most men will pro proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. We have to find those faithful people and earn their trust. There's three ways to earn people's trust if you're taking notes. One is you have to be reliable. You know, there's, there's a difference between a friend and a flake. And you'll find out real quick who, who those are. Those people that you think are friends are, turn out to be a flake. You know, especially, and I'm going to head on high school. I just saw, uh, uh, you know, thinking about, I go back to high school and Angelie, I was trying to think, my, uh, you know, all these people you think are your friends and some of the high schoolers who, you know, and children in here, Tiffany back there, Mason, some of these people that you think are your friends, sometimes, you know, by the time you're out, you'll realize, you know, we were just all in the same atmosphere. We were, you know, it, it's not as deep as you really think. So you've got to be reliable. Proverbs 17, 17, the very first Bible verse I learned as a child. A friend loveth at all times. doesn't say a friend loves sometimes. A friend loves at all times. Well, how is a friend going to love at all times if he's not around? How's there, how are you going to be a friend that loveth at all times when you don't even see them but once a month? How are you going to be a friend that loves at all times when you don't even know what's going on in your friend's life? You can't. I can't. We have to start building these friendships, guys, ladies. They're not just going to, you can't love at all times. You can't love a friend at all times and you're not involved, actively involved. You know what a true friend? A true friend will counsel his plans to help you with your plans. That, that's a friend. Okay? But we have those kind of people. Well, if, if I won't expect that from, or I'm not going to expect it, you know, it's not about an expectation, but it's about you knowing that they're going to be there. But in order for me to know that and expect that, I've got to be involved in your life. i got to be there for you. I, would, I want to be there for you if I'm your friend. Not only if you want to earn people's trust, you've got to be reliable, but you've got to be loyal. Loyalty has been forgotten. People aren't loyal anymore. It's what have you done for me lately? Proverbs 19.22 says, the desire, of a man, the desire of man is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. You know, a poor man is better than a liar. How many people want to be more attractive in here? Probably, you know, nobody wants to admit it, but we always like to be a little you know, get some of those grades or, you know, maybe, you know, fix yourself up a little bit. Guess what? The Bible gives you a little secret about how to be a little more attractive. Be more loyal. loyal. A poor man can be poor and loyal and more attractive than someone who's rich. Okay? You start thinking about those people that you know are loyal in your life. You don't, they can have, they can have you know, warts coming off their head and they, or they could be missing an arm, but if you can count on them, man, that, that person, you, you're glad to see them people show up, aren't you? It don't matter what they look like. It don't matter what they have and don't have. 
Man, if they're loyal, you are glad to see them, aren't you? They're beautiful are those people who you can trust on, trust in. Not only reliable and loyal, um, I think that, I don't see the other one I've written down here, uh, but basically it's an action. It's love in action. You're going to have to love them. You're going to have to do some things. So we've talked about, what have we said? Invest in time, earn their trust. Three is keeping their confidence. Proverbs eleven thirteen. this is important. And this is where I struggle sometimes. I just don't trust folks. Proverbs 11, verse 13. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Can people trust you? You know, the Bible says there's seven things that God hates, and guess what one of them is? A gossip. People that spread lies. God hates it. You think God's going to want your friend to be a gossip? You know, if they're gossiping about others, don't you think they're probably going to talk about you too? You've got to, we've got to be people. We have to be, just like you need a safe place to lay your head at night, you need safe people that you can go to. And you can't, you, you don't know the difference between a friend or a flake until you invest the time. You spend time with them. You start opening up yourself and you'll develop and you'll have that trust that you need. Trust takes years to earn sometimes, but it can be lost in a second. It can be lost in a second. Oh, I found out they, they've been talking about me or they're, they're taking the information I give them and they're using it against me. That hurts. Is that, could that happen? Brother Josh, could that happen? What if that happens? I go do what you say and this is what happens to me. I get hurt. But you can't think like that. If you, if, you know, mo most of you in here wouldn't be married if you thought like that. First girl that broke your heart, did you marry her? No, you found somebody that wouldn't, that you could trust. First friend, last friend that, that, that hurt you, that did something that damaged you spiritually, someone in the church that you have a grudge against, that you were friends with, and now y'all can't even hardly lock eyes? Listen, you got to get over that. You can't let past negative experiences keep you from reaching out to others, building those friendships. You've got to start over. That's how important it is. If you lose your job, you're going to start reaching out. You're going to make, you're gonna call, make some phone calls. Hey, y'all hiring? Hey, you know somebody's hiring? You want to do what it takes. You're going to start building new friendships, or not necessarily friendships, but you're going to make connections to get that new job. If your friends aren't working for you, then you need to get new friends. Or take the friends that you put in the freezer, you know, that you've kind of, you got them sitting on ice. Well, if I ever get around to it, I'm going I'm I'm to unthaw my friends. And some of you have some friends you need to just unthaw. Okay? Amen. You just need to, it's already there. You already have the time invested over the years. You already, you know, you've already earned their trust. You've already kept confidence. You just are investing the time. This would be easy fix. I got a friend of mine that, because, listen to this, because this guy works, the guy I told you about a minute ago, he works for this guy. And uh, so anyways, I was reaching out to his employee about friend day. I think it got back to my old friend 
And he, he texts me and says, hey, man, we need to get together. I miss you sometimes. You know, we were together all the time. Uh, we were always buddies. Uh, and so what I'm saying is me reaching out to that one person who I may or may not ever be a friend with, now an old friend of mine is reaching out to me wanting to, wanting to start investing more time in our old friendship. See what I mean? Just by me stepping out of the box a little bit, I might have two, two, more, two new friends. One old that's unthawed and one new that could be a friend. That's how important, that's how this stuff works. Um, keeping their confidence. Uh, not only that, but we got to learn how to listen with empathy. Listen with empathy. You cannot love without listening. Listen to emotions, not just words. You know, I saw a funny video about this. Uh, it, had a wife, it had the wife and the husband, and the wife, you know how us men, we always try to fix things. And as friends, we can have the same issue. But what was so funny about the video is the wife was saying, I have got this pain that is in my head, and I just, I just don't know what it is. I wake up with it, and I just can't fix it. And the whole time in the video, you can see there's this nail coming out of his wife's head. You know, like all, all he'd have to do is pull it out right. It's right there. And he's like, oh, no, we can fix that. It's right there. And, you know, he just, I listen, I just need you to listen. I just need you to listen. And it, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. And I don't need you to fix it. I don't need you to fix it. You know, but as men, that's what we see. We see that nail. We just want to pull it out. There you go. There you go. Right? But no, we've got to learn how that, that may fix that problem. But as friends, we need to learn how to listen. James says, be quick to speak. No, slow to speak, quick to listen, and then we'll be slow to wrath and anger. We got to learn how to listen. Reason why a lot of us don't have good friends, sometimes we don't, we don't have time to listen. We're already thinking about what we're going to say to them while they're talking or what we think they need to do. We're not even listening to people. You know, man, just having somebody to be there while you're going through something. I'm sure Walter, you know, this last week, a lot of people probably didn't talk it up too much. Just having people there, you know, having people there, having somebody there with you through this, listening to you. We've got to learn how to listen with empathy. If you're going to build these friendships, you're going to have to learn how to be a better listener. Okay? Quick to listen. Slow to speak. That's the kind of friends I want. We've got two more points and we're going to be done. We're going to make these a couple minutes. Accept their flaws. Not necessarily approve of what they're doing, but accepting of them as a person. Do you accept? we got to realize that we all have flaws. We can't walk around like this. You know, I don't want anybody, I'm not going to get too close to anybody because I don't want them to see what, who I really am. And, you know, we hide ourselves. We hide who we really are. And, you know, we, we're, guess what? Your friend has done seen it a long time ago. They already know. The things that you don't think your friends know about you, trust me, they, they got that outside, they got that, they know what you're going through a little bit. They've known you for years, you talking to them, 
the things that we're worried about and not talking about, they probably already know or got a hint of it. Just be honest. Just be honest. Be willing to open up and talk about, hey, man, I, I'm lonely. Hey, you know what? I, I'm depressed. You know? I mean, think about all the suicides and think about these people have wives, these people have husbands. A lot of them have, you know, they're not all alone out in the last, well, a lot of people in Alaska commit suicide, but they're not living on an island, no. They got people around them. But apparently they don't have true friends oftentimes. Someone who is aware and, are, you know, are, are talking with them and, and, and helping them and guiding them. So we've got to accept people's flaws. Uh, Romans 15, 17. Let's hope I wrote it down right. Either way, the Bible's all good, so I don't have to worry about that. Amen. Uh, I have therefore whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. All right, I don't think that. Uh, I have therefore whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. Uh, verse 16, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Accepting of people's flaws. And lastly but not least is, uh, again, we want to bring out their best. As Garrett comes up, I want you to think about your friendships this morning. Do you really have someone that you, when the world walks out of the room, they're going to walk into the room? Men, ladies, you'll never reach your full capacity in life if you don't start developing these type of relationships. You need them. I need them. I've been convicted this week. The Lord has shown me I need to do better in the friends I have. I need to start developing some of those relationships. I need to start taking more interest in, in others. You know, I want to start because not, I'm not doing it for selfish reasons. I know that I need it. I've got to change. And I know that some of y'all do as well. Let's all stand.